What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's Word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Welcome back to The Urban Christian Woman, and we are in the book of 1 John, a letter written to the churches around Asia Minor by John, the disciple of Jesus, the one who Jesus loved. And today we are going to be digging right in because chapter two two is so juicy and so jam-packed with so much that... We're going to need all of our time from what Leah has said. So (laughs) I'm going to jump in and I'm going to immediately start reading. Hopefully you've got your Bible. We're reading, as we said, out of the CSB. Um, And hopefully you also have your complete joy study guide in front of you with your own notes of observation, looking, listening, and living and following along with us. So 1 John 2. My little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. This is how we know that we know him if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have heard from you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, since your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. God's word remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. 
and the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God remains forever. Children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. By this, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? If not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. What you have heard from the beginning is to remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he himself made to us eternal life. I have written these things to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, remain in him. So now, little children, remain in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. All right, First John two, girl. First John two, yeah. So Ooh. that that's a lot. It's um, a lot, but we're jumping right in. There's so much goodness there. There is. Um, overall, the themes in this text, like in the themes in this chapter, what are we looking at? We're looking at um, this constant uh, assurance from John of what it means to know God. Um, Mm -hmm. And that obedience to God's commandments is evidence of knowing God. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we see is this assurance of remaining in him. Mm -hmm. And the evidence of remaining in him is our love for one another, Mm -hmm. right? And that remaining in him looks like walking with Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. sort of like these, uh, ultimately is the, both are assurances, the assurance of knowing him and the assurance of remaining in him. Totally. And I love that uh, John, is writing this, particularly in chapter two, you can really hear a shepherding voice, a pastoral voice that is just so gentle and so loving Mm -hmm. and how um, a pastor should long for his his fellow congregants, his fellow uh, sheep to know Jesus and to know God and obey his commands as well as to remain in them. You you just hear it. You yeah. hear it by the, the language of dear children, my little children, mm-hmm. children, children, you know. And so um, 
I love I love chapter two. Yeah. I love chapter two for that very reason. Yeah. So yeah, key verse. Let's talk about the key verse. Yeah, what did you point out as the key verse yeah, in this chapter? The key verse in chapter two is verses five through six. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him, the love of God is made complete. And this is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Mm -hmm. And who is he referring to? Of course, being Jesus, Mm -hmm. walking as Jesus walked. And Mm -hmm. so we see this language that points us towards that assurance of knowing him mm-hmm. through obedience mm-hmm. and through our love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Assurance of knowing him and assurance of remaining in him. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. does it mean to know him when John is saying this? Because in chapter two, Leah, yeah. I mean, knowing is just constantly repeated in over and over and over. Epistle. <laughs> in the entire epistle. In the entire letter. Letter. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. What does it mean? I want to do like a social media challenge of like, if anybody wants to just count up how many times no is oh, in yes. First John. Yeah, we got a prize for it. Can we you. do a giveaway? We can. Okay. We'll, we'll have to post that too to hold us accountable to it. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I mean, it's all throughout. What does John mean when he's saying this word, this term to know, to know him? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I mean, it's it's this experiential knowing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want you to unpack that a little bit for us. Like, what does it mean, this experiential knowing God and yeah. all of the nature of God, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's this posture of, like, knowing him not— when he's saying experientially, mm-hmm. it's saying, like, listen, I not only know him with my mind— yeah. But I know him with my will mm-hmm. and my affections. Yeah. So the goal of what um, knowing him means is it's an aim to sort of point us towards being sanctified and redeemed men and women through Christ. It's this posture of like, just like what we said mm-hmm. in the in the first podcast, mm-hmm. in, the, in plain mm-hmm. Karen Ellis biblical terminology yeah. is your say match your do say match your do so that's ultimately what it is it's yeah. this experience like because i know who god is because his will has been made known in my life mm-hmm. then i am aiming to live that out as a redeemed woman as right. a woman who is being transformed into the likeness of christ yeah yeah, there's something too about the seed of God that's in us that allows us to know him, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just to know him. Is I don't want us to walk away thinking that there's some effort and striving towards it that is yeah. apart from what is God is what God has put in us when we yeah. come to him, mm-hmm. when he makes us new. Mm-hmm. And so like it, it, it's almost like your say matches your due is evidence of the seed that's in you because that is the power that's at work in you yeah. to will and to do mm-hmm. God's good purposes. Right? Yeah, so, that's the whole word. Yeah, there's a connection there. Um, yeah. So that's that's really good. And I think we also see like this constant phrase of like remaining in him, remaining in him. And so give us like, I mean, I have some thoughts, but also yeah. have thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean, it, remaining in him is a continual pursuit all the way to the end. The The passage of scripture that came to mind um, as I was, you know, um, 
uh, studying this chapter mm-hmm. was the race is not given to the swift nor mm-hmm. to the strong, but to the one that endures unto the very mm-hmm. end. And so this posture of remaining of in him is this direct connect of walking with him continually, mm-hmm. not not and not in a state of perfection, but you're walking with him in such a way that you're experiencing him. Mm-hmm. He's transforming you mm-hmm. and it is causing you to endure and persevere to the end yeah. in your daily life, yeah. moment by moment. Yeah. I think the word that you said, walking with him, like let's, if I could highlight the with, like if y'all had that all written down in mm-hmm. the transcript, I would highlight the with, mm-hmm. right? Because the withness of Jesus and us is where that remaining, I think, is really like illuminated, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I think remain is is very similar to abide. When mm-hmm. John talks about in his gospels, when Jesus says to abide mm-hmm. right in him and the yeah. vine and the branches and and this sense of being so connected mm-hmm. uh, that the fruit that comes out is reflective of what you're connected to. Yeah. So that's yeah. to me like remain has got to be the withness. Yeah. In the walk. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 And then we see this other key term, and it's going to come out just right at the end, but um, of this chapter. But and we're going to flush this out a little bit more around these dualities. Mm-hmm. But the John is expounding in chapter two, um, not just on the light, but he's going, going to go towards the end of chapter two into this component of expounding on the darkness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And darkness is directly rooted in the spirit of the Antichrist or Antichrists, mm-hmm. which is plural. Who are the Antichrists? Those are those who deny that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is, when we say Jesus is the Christ, what does that mean? That's not his first and last name. It is a direct understanding yeah. of his very nature and character. Yeah. Jesus is deliverer mm-hmm. and king, mm-hmm. and antichrists do not believe that. Mm-hmm. They believe that um, that that Jesus is not connected to the Father. Yeah. Period. And yeah. so when when John goes into this, he's going to be talking about the denial of the father yeah, the, and the son. Yeah, the denial of the son denies the father. The, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is really where this posture is going to come out around the Gnosticism and people coming up with yeah. their own forms of truth. Right. This my truth. Yeah. Which, girl, that was like a whole thing. I was like, oh, man, when I start hearing people say, oh, this is my truth, I'm like, Oh gosh, we're leaning into a false doctrine oh, yeah. of Gnosticism mm-hmm. that was there like right. in the first century yeah. of the church. Yeah. Have mercy, Lord. Yeah. Okay, go That's ahead, good. girl. That's what good. repeated words do we see? Yeah, so we see no, obviously, like we said, that that's just mm-hmm. that's our MVP repeated word for the whole book. Come on, <laughs> to know. come on. Um, commands. He's talking about the word and the commands. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about remain. We're going to see that over and over again. Mm-hmm. What is true 
uh, the truth and that juxtaposed with darkness, mm-hmm. what is light also juxtaposed with darkness, mm-hmm. love uh, c- contrasted to hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, like John addressing what to do with our sin and mm-hmm. how we respond in sin. Yeah. So um, yeah, those are like sort of our MVPs for repeated words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for how those help to point us to what the themes are and what the message is that John yeah. is trying to communicate. So yeah. yeah, take us into some listen, some interpretation. What does this mean? Yeah. And what are passages that help us to like understand the meaning in the in the broader frame of scripture? Yeah, definitely as we go through this section, this is a as I was studying it, it was a little bit more in depth where um you you want to gain what is the understanding of those who are hearing this letter being read. And so as we're looking at this, we're looking at some of the verses from other books of the Bible or chapters to help us expand our understanding of this text. So when we're looking at John, uh, 1 John chapter 2, we're looking at a couple of different verses. As you're talking mm-hmm. about, Leah, this duality of understanding what the light is. We've already been in John 1 one through four. But as we mm-hmm. go into John chapter, first John chapter two and directly verses three through 11, mm-hmm. John is going to be very intentional about how do we have an assurance of knowing him? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to know him? And verse three makes it very clear. This is how we know that we know him if we keep his commands. Well, what are his commands mm-hmm. exactly? And I can I go meta for a second? Yeah. This is a Bible study tool right here. You look, you see that commands is this repeated word. It's a major theme, right? Right. And so where else in scripture is this talked about? Yeah. How can it help connect us to what the message is? So we can surely understand. We yeah. say, you hear Bible teachers say, talking about like, let scripture interpret scripture. This is a Bible study tool. Yeah. So let other instances of command help us to interpret what he means here with command. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. So, so going with Matthew 22, if we turn to Matthew 22, we see um, Jesus engaging the Pharisees and they're asking Jesus about like, you have heard this said, you have heard that said, right? And Jesus is going to say like, they're going to ask them like, teacher, which command of the law is greatest? And Jesus says to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. So even if we were to go all the way back to Old Testament, uh-huh. the two the, the the two commands hang on these things, loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, uh, and, and mind, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. And then we go into John, right? John chapter 13, and he's going to begin to expound on this in particular of if you are supposed to be a follower of Jesus and having an assurance of knowing him, then that means that you're going to uh, obey, obey him and and not just obey him, but you're going to obey him through how you love. And John 13, 34 through 35 says, a new command I give to you. 
Love one another as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples because Jesus is now going to go back to be with the Father. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, you want to know how people are going to know you? Mm -hmm. It's going to be through obeying my commands. What does that look like? It looks like how you love one another. And then John 15, Mm -hmm. we get to John 15, right? And John 15 gives us a little bit more instruction in 12 through 15. This is my command. What does it mean to love as Christ loved? He says, this is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. And so we see that when John is reiterating, this is how we know that we know him is if we keep his commands and walk as Jesus walked, right? We're seeing that the assurance of that is to one, love as he loved, and then two is um, to remain in him Mm -hmm. through the obedience of his commands. Mm -hmm. So one, we see that there is an expansion, there is an understanding of this text in chapter two that God's commands, the assurance of knowing him is rooted in obedience to his commands And then the assurance of remaining in him, which Mm -hmm. is going back to these key things that you were just talking about, Leah, Mm -hmm. is also the love that we have, not just for neighbors, but love for one another. Okay, so that's one part of this in a deeper sense as Mm -hmm. the text is interpreting the text. Mm -hmm. And this is this is chapter two is just this whole chapter of compare and contrast. And why is John saying all of this. Why is John using this for his re- this readers and, and the hearers? Because of the cultural worldview at the time. Mm-hmm. And what was the, the, and the cultural view in the church? He's directly addressing the church. And what was happening during this time is that people had this view that one can pursue goodness and wisdom and truth apart from God and they can actualize it within. Meaning that, oh, I don't necessarily need to love my neighbor as myself. I don't need to love them. I don't need to love my brother or sister because really at this point in time, it's really about me loving myself. Mm -hmm. And loving myself looks like fulfilling whatever desire I have, whatever truth I want, whatever goodness I desire. Right. It might even be that, you know, the sort of trend of Gnosticism was this departure from the integration between the spiritual and the physical world, right? So you're like, oh, I can have all this spiritual knowledge and wisdom and truth apart from the physical implications of it, which is Jesus in the flesh, first of all, and Jesus in the flesh modeling love for one another right? and then calling us to follow that. Right, right. And and in the midst of that, what do we see is happening in this culture, in, in these churches throughout Asia, 
minor is what? They're either going towards extreme legalism mm-hmm. or they're going what? Towards um they're going towards this indulgence. Indulgences yeah. mm-hmm. of themselves. And then girl, I just have to go here because revelation is popping in my mind mm-hmm. right now. But when we think about the church at Ephesus and John yeah, writing that, that apocalyptic mm-hmm. uh, message to them. What is he saying? He says, this is what I have against you is that you left your first love. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you done made up a version of your own love mm-hmm. and you've left the one who is the author and the maker and the creator of love himself. Which is wild because that's what he's saying. You left here in the epistle, he's saying, remain, remain, remain. Remain. Some did remain, some didn't. That's it. You That's know? it. So we see we see that. And so John's statements in this chapter are another response and a rejection of what was taking place within the local churches. And then we see these meta-narratives starting to fall out, right? In this chapter, we mainly see a focus of uh, fall, redemption, and consummation. In 2-1, it, it goes on to say, my little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin. He, his desire is for them to recognize that we have sin and that there is a right way to deal with it by submitting to the atoning work of Jesus Christ. But we all fall short of the glory of God. Right. And so we see that in 2-1. And then we see redemption. I feel like I'm talking a lot. We see redemption. Mm-hmm. And Leah, what does? where do we see redemption in 2-2? Yeah, so, two, well, in 2-2, it says Jesus himself, he's talking about he, Jesus, mm-hmm. himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only ours, for all, but also for the whole world. Mm. And so he, there is a this move towards redemption mm-hmm. um, provided through Christ. Mm-hmm. And then the last meta narrative that we see uh, that we're going to point out is consummation. Mm-hmm. That Jesus, in the work that he completed, uh, provides the way for all things to sort of be be uh be restored is the yes. word I'm looking for. Consummation is restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, all things being made new. And we see that at the very end where he talks about um, remaining in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and That's not it. be ashamed at his coming. That's so it. there is a promise that he will come again. And the consummation is restoring of all things. Jesus is saying like, this is God is saying, this is the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Come and abide so that you can be a part of this joyful consummation. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. So when we're looking at these major themes that we see around the character of God, what do we sort of see coming out of um, 1 John 2? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a straight flow as I was just sort of processing this before we hit record. Like, yeah. there's a straight flow of mm. this call to remain. Right. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Obeying God's commands is is remaining in Him. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the response and rejection of those who did not, who mm-hmm. went out. Right. Yeah. And then circling full back and saying, "Now I'm telling you." You see what happened, but mm-hmm. now I'm telling you, remain. And this is why yeah. I'm telling you this. Because look what happened when these individuals lost their love of God and love of neighbor, which mm-hmm. is the command. And we're mm-hmm. going to dig into that a little bit more in a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. This is what happened when they lost it. They went mm-hmm. out. They chose yeah. another truth. Like you said, my truth, me, my truth. Mm-hmm. They chose another truth that is in opposition to God, in opposition to Jesus. That's anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. Anti is against Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. So a truth that is against Christ mm-hmm. is the Antichrist. And those went out mm. and and um, John is saying, remain. Yeah. To you who are here, I call you to remain. And this is, uh, even even this portion of, as you were just talking about that, girl, I, I am thinking about this in real time. But this portion of the text is is this sort of warning to us as well, because they really thought that they were remaining with him. These are the people who claim to be walking in the light, but they were walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. They claimed it. Mm-hmm. They thought that they were actually doing what they they what it mm-hmm. meant to be a Christ follower, mm-hmm. and yet they did not remain because they it it was it, I, even going back to um oh man where he was talking about the commands directly in 210. It says, the one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So you can actually, it's almost like this, Mm -hmm. this gracious warning from John as a pastoral father, like, be aware that if you are you're not obeying your not only are you not obeying the commands but you it's a clear defining moment that you're not remaining in him and you are being blinded yeah yeah and what is the defining moment is how are you loving your brothers and your sisters Mm, mm, mm. is your say matching your due is your say matching your due and so we're seeing not only that we see this theme of God being holy. He is the holy one, just as verse 20 uh, talks about. And his anointing, is, it says that he is holy. That means that there is no one like him in all the earth. And he is set apart. And because he's set apart, he's inviting us to be set apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the anointing that he has poured out upon us allows us to love. Yeah. And how can we love? Because he is love. Yeah. He is inherently loving and his love is always right. and forever. First John 4, 19, which we'll get to um, in the in the next couple of chapters. But 419 says this. It says um, we love because he first loved us. Yeah, he initiates. He initiates love. We cannot love apart from. From him, and so we see these major things of of Christ's character and being able to it it, it being poured out mm-hmm. through the anointing 
that has been given to us mm-hmm. by God himself. So what doctrines yeah, do we... Yeah, let's talk about doctrines, y'all. Yeah, doctrines. What doctrines do we identify in this text? Okay, so the e- eternality of the triune God, which is just a fancy way to say that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has existed forever. Forever. And we see that because he's talking about the Father and the Son mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. right? And this, this eternality, they're always existing, they're always together. Mm-hmm. Um, always was, always will be. We also are digging in in this chapter to the doctrine of sin. Um, and and again, as you define sin in the last uh, episode is disobeying or not fulfilling God's law. I would even add to that is, is rejecting God's authority mm-hmm. in the created world. Ooh, yes, honey. Now that again is a little spoiler of three. That's a spoiler of but chapter three. We're going to dig into that more, but this is essentially what is what is happening there um, which with is, the which, element of sin. Yes, mm-hmm. which is so good too, Leah, because it goes back to, I think I'm thinking about our overview of First mm-hmm. John and what we're hearing is John is continuing to build yeah. on these building blocks yes. of what it yes, means it is, to be a, a follower of Jesus Christ, to be in fellowship mm-hmm. with God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like almost like a broken record. You're like, woo. I mean, if he say this one more time, <laughs> one more time again, he like, Your but grandpa. no, let me tell you one more time. Sit down and hand me that sweet tea. <laughs> Because I'm about to tell you one more time, one more again. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so absolutely. That's so good. Yeah. And then we also see the doctrine of salvation. As we said again in the last episode, this is a work of God from start to finish. But we really want to point out in this chapter yes. the, the element of salvation, sanctification, and mm-hmm. perseverance or endurance of the saints. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight that because... He is saying, essentially, this is what it means to grow in Christ-likeness. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. this is what it means to be kept by God's saving grace um, until the very end. Right? Mm-hmm. We already talked about that, the consummation element. Yes. But that really this remaining and walking as he walked is a sanctification. Mm-hmm. And then he calls us to remain to the end because that is the true yes. um, fulfillment of salvation. Amen. Is our perseverance to the end. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. On that note. On that note, how then shall we live, how girl? Shall we live? How then shall we live? This is always one of our favorite parts. How can we apply this to our lives? Some of what you're talking. This is all my every part is my favorite part. That's the problem. I know that's, <laughs> that's the, problem. the problem. That's the delight. I don't know. I, don't, I know. I told Leah. I said, I shake it. I was like, I think First John is my favorite book that we've studied. She was like, <laughs> every book is your favorite book when you're studying it. To she, I said, you know what? You are absolutely correct. Because God's word is just that good. Because God's word is just that good. But. Um, some of the spiritual implications that we see. Um, the, the fellowship with the Father comes only through Jesus. Jesus alone has made this both possible and made it complete. And we see that right at 2-1. Y'all, apart from him, we can do nothing is what the word says apart from him. And I love the fact this was one of the greatest delights from this chapter, even though Leah and I both have had conversations of like two, one and two should really, whoever created this should should start two at verse three. But anyway, but that's fine. Um, 
you know, one of the greatest things that just brings a peace to me Mm -hmm. in my Christian life, the spiritual aspect is that if I sin, I have an advocate with the father and to know that he is seated at the right hand, making intercession, Mm -hmm. not just intercession for me, but to know that when I do sin, then Jesus is able to say, look at my hands, Mm -hmm. look at my feet, Mm -hmm. because I am the atoning sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I am the payment by which this person is redeemed and made new. And not just for me. When I am grieved by the things that I see in this world, when I think about Mm -hmm. my neighbor who I'm building relationship with, Mm Um, that is not a believer who is not a follower of Christ, it does bring me great hope to know that Jesus just didn't die for me. It's not an individual thing, Mm -hmm. but that it's a whole world thing. And so it's it's just a comfort to me um, in in the spiritual space that it's been made complete through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and as I was reading, not just for me and also for the whole world, like the the phrase that came to mind, honestly, mm-hmm. Sheeps, is Christ for all cultures. Mm. And we know right now mm. in our urban context that you might hear some. I was talking to somebody yesterday. Mm-hmm. She said, "My friend is always talking about Jesus, the white man's religion, this, that, and the other." Mm. No, 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 no. This is Christ for all cultures. This mm. is for Christ. This is Christ for your culture. This is Christ for the cultures in America. This mm-hmm. is Christ for the cultures globally, India Amen. and Amen. Asia and Russia and South Africa yep. and all, all the Ukraine, little Taiwan. Yes, this is girl, Christ for all cultures. There is no, and that's yes. super relevant in, in John's context because there was this total differentiation between Jews and Gentiles so, and ethnic divisions. That's there. right. That's and right. And so he's saying not, not just for you who know, mm-hmm. but also for anybody, whatever anybody. cultural background they come from. Anybody. Um, and that Christ is true. He mm-hmm. is the true provision for us to have fellowship with God. Amen. 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 What what else? What else? We talking about this atonement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is essentially God's provision out of his love for us. And so mm. we're actually set free. And this is why I think this is so good because John is steeped in this cultural context mm-hmm. and particularly exposed to Jewishness mm-hmm. and the heritage of the Old Testament, which was God saying, yeah. I'm, I'm commanding you to do these sacrifices of atonement. Yep. Yep. But listen, this will not always be the case. That's it. I will provide a once and for all atonement. And mm-hmm. the, the need for repeated sacrifices mm-hmm. is uh, like... I mean, it's enslaving, honestly. Like yeah. it's 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 a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has provided through Jesus mm-hmm. a once and for all sacrifice. It was mm-hmm. taken care of once and for all through Christ. And because of that, like we're set free. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're set free from this repeated need to yeah. atone for our sins. Yeah. It has been taken care of once and for all. Yeah. Um, yeah. The and assurance know, of pardon. Mm. I, I know the assurance of pardon. And this is what's even as I'm thinking about this, as you're saying that, I'm like, man, that is the beauty of the fellowship mm-hmm. of him and, and John's words of what you have, what we have seen, what yeah. we have heard, what we have observed with our own eyes, with our hands, like this, yeah. this deep fellowship mm-hmm. and sense of like, 
No, I I know what could have to be done. Yeah, I know. Yes. And you it, know, John was because he was like, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. I've seen some things. And this has been done once and for all. And I saw it. I observed it. And not only not only did I see it and observe it and and heard it, you know, but that I now have fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not once a time, a, once a time a year. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm thinking about shout out to, you know, our, our Jewish sisters and brothers who have Jewish descent. But I'm thinking about how many times the, the, the festivals and the mm-hmm. Day of Atonement. Right. All of those things mm-hmm. have to be done. And he's saying we got fellowship. Mm-hmm. Girl, bye. Mic drop. Okay. Okay, we got to move to personal. Girl, come on. We move don't to have personal <laughs> with not much time. Woo! Um, mm. just the consistent. Mm. This is just the theme for for these chapters, Sister Karen Ellis. Your say ma- that your say would match your do. No. There is no. There is no way. I know I said this before. I'm going to say it again on the mic. There say is no again. way that we can say that we have fellowship with God. And be walking repetitively in darkness. No possible way. And if we're obeying God, then we know that we have, it's evidence that we have this fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. Because we can't actually obey God Mm -hmm. outside of him bringing us into his family Mm -hmm. and making us children of Mm -hmm. God. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that. But listen, enough said. <laughs> enough said. That's a whole word. So how are we socially, culturally called to connect with others in light of this passage? Like, what encouragements and warnings do we have? Uh, and how do we respond in light of them? Let's talk about that. I mean, let's just talk about how we love and hate folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I, I mean. I, I don't know about nobody else, but Ooh. I'm just like, uh, the way in which... John writes this, yeah, and then he reiterates more about your hate than he does about your love. Come on, somebody. He said, he said, I only need to say this one time about how you love folks, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, because if you really love, if if you really love them, then not only are you remaining in the light, but you're not causing nobody to stumble. Yeah, yeah. talk about that stumbling, fam. Listen, I. I'm still processing it. That's what's so crazy. Like you're not you're not causing your your brother or your sister to stumble. Yeah. And and I think going into verse 11, he's sort of expounding on the stumbling. Yeah. Like he's talking about how it could how you engage in that yeah. with your brother and if sister. If you're hating, then you're walking in the darkness. Yeah. What just bring it, let's bring it and real practical. And because of that, you yeah. don't even know where you're going. Yeah, so that means that's what I'm talking about. when you got beef with your brother yeah. or sister. Come on. I was like, can I crack that open? Go there. Go there. <laughs> when you got beef with your brother or sister, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're you're causing stumbling because you don't even know where you're, you're walking going. in darkness. Because you're walking in darkness and you don't even know where you're going. You don't even know why you hate your brother or sister. You think that you know that you hate your brother or your sister. The reason why you're angry or you or, or you're you're propelling this hate, but you have no idea because the reality is is that oh my goodness. John, come in here and speak a whole word. I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to shout or weep, okay? Both. I'm stuck. <laughs> both. Both. Because here is what John is making clear. 
He's saying there are two things yeah. that are happening at this time. Right. Number one, you're loving the things of the world. Yeah. It's about you. Yeah. Yo, the the lust of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It can it can either be a that mm-hmm. your own lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and your pride of life. Mm-hmm. Let's flush out why this can happen. Mm-hmm. Or, or you are literally not trying to walk in the truth yeah. with your sisters and brothers. Yeah. What in the world? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not walking in the truth. You're not walking in the light with them. And so, I, I mean, he's like, and because of that, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're actually walking in darkness and your eyes are blinded. Oof. And causing others to stumble. To me, that's like, I, I, I see that as we look around at the social landscape, right? When Christians are infighting, it causes others to stumble. Oof. They don't even know what to believe or who to believe or why to believe mm-hmm. because there's this lack of love. Yeah. Lack of love, and and because there's a lack of love, mm-hmm. look at what verse 26 says. I have written these things to you concerning those yeah. who are trying to deceive yeah. you. Yeah. Now we flushing out also what he was referring to in chapter one, mm-hmm. because there's this component of you, you're being walking in darkness is being deceived. Yeah. And you don't even know why you're being deceived. You don't, you don't, you, I've written you these things because there are those who are trying to deceive you. And so you have to be a discerner of the times. Yeah, that's real. That's a social and cultural implication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to be a discerner of the times and be and ask yourself, because love is from God Mm -hmm. And he is love, as we said in 1 John 4, 19, right? Mm-hmm. Everything hinges on that. So if there is no propelling of love mm-hmm. and you're causing people to stumble and you don't know where you're going, then obviously yeah. the deceiver and the antichrist are having a field day in your home. at work. <sighs> yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so how let's let's bring it home. Let's land this plane. Land the plane. How girl. we remember we were talking and all these we're talking about ecclesial. How Have is that causing us God. to respond now, girl? <laughs> we and yet I'm like, have mercy on The life of the church is preserved because God preserves his people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so in the context of the local church, how is God calling us to respond? Right? Well, first of all, we gotta walk in the light and fellowship with one another. That's it. Are you in, it's not enough to be in a church. It's more, um, it's not enough to be in a church, but there's the element as well of being in fellowship together in the life of the local church. So I'm not saying be in as in show up and, and keep a seat warm on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about actual fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. Are you in God's word together? Are you confessing to one another? Mm-hmm. Are you showing people your life? Are you letting people in so that they can testify to the light? Yes. And or and are you letting them in in such a way so that you are not being you are not going back down a path of darkness, yeah. stumbling mm-hmm. and deceit. Right. So that they can call that out. Because remember what yeah. walking in the light is. Yeah. It's not just the, the physical light. Yeah. Right. It's also truth. truth. It's yes. also. Yes. <laughs> do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So. 
you, do you have sisters in your life yeah. who you are mm-hmm. willing, you, you are saying you have a full yeah. goal throttle to say, sis, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you might be, be mm-hmm. being deceived around that. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to point you to the truth of God's word yeah. and to the truth of who Jesus is in that so that you can love yeah. and obey his commands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about earlier this week, I was texting a friend about just some uh, the heated fellowship with my husband. You going to call it that? Come on now. Um, but but I was just thinking about how profitable it is to have friends that are not just going to be like, oh, yeah, like double down on it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe it. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. But to point out, okay, like, how are you, you going to move towards him in that? Yeah. Like, challenging of like, yeah. I actually just really want you to be like, oh, man, that was trash. I can't believe it. You know? But But what glorious fellowship it is to have a sister who's like, Pressing me in that way by her yep. words towards walking in the light. That's which it. Which is to love. That's it. It my, is still uh, love. My, my marriage partner above and beyond anything else is my brother in Christ. So That's like, am I, am I loving my brothers and sisters? That's you know what, what I'm saying. That, so, are you being a disciple? Are you being yeah. a disciple? And and that I think that that is one of the toughest parts in our day because yeah. It, 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 and when I'm saying day, I'm talking about in our culture today. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, this Gnosticism. Yeah. This is not far from us. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Because guess what happens if we don't agree with each other about everything, we feel a certain kind of way. <laughs> Talk to us. And I'm like, how did we get here? Because mm-hmm. actually, Jesus's love was poured out in the disciples when he was actually yeah. not just encouraging them, but when he was actually correcting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got to talk to both sisters. We got to talk to the sisters who are willing to subject themselves to fellowship where you can be corrected. And we got to also talk to the sisters who are mature believers who are walking in fellowship and God is calling them to be uh, correctors or whatever for the for a lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus' way was love, right? Like, right. are you loving those sisters in your community so that even when, first of all, they're in your community if you're calling them out because... You know, and we, you have such proximity to, and to I shouldn't those, even say calling them out, but yeah. calling them towards the light. Yeah, but you have such proximity to yeah. them that even when a sister is communicating yeah. sin in your life and asking you, "Do you see?" Mm-hmm. That's why when when I'm discipling women, mm-hmm. when I'm walking with women, yeah. it's not I'm gonna call out your sin. It's like right. Hey, I've I've been observing this. See, this is this John Shepherd language, right? Come on, what now. we have seen. What we have heard, what we have observed, right? Mm-hmm. What we have touched with our hands. I'm observing this. Do you see Do you that? See it? Yeah. Do you see it though? Mm-hmm. It's in a gentle, loving way because that is what the Spirit seeks to do in our lives. Yeah. He seeks to reveal out of His love for us, mm-hmm. right? Because He already knows mm-hmm. that the atoning work and the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, that's 1 John 2, 1 mm-hmm. and 2, has already been made payment for us. Yeah, yeah. He just wants us to see it and to walk with him mm-hmm. and to remain in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me pray for us. Lord, mm-hmm. thank you for your gracious uh, word. Thank you that you are pointing us to truth and goodness and beauty mm-hmm. and 
fellowship and what it means to really be walking in the light and remaining in Jesus and in fellowship with one another. Thank you for the call and the command, which is to love you with our whole hearts, mm. minds, and strength and to love our neighbor. Mm. Would our hearts be bound to that yes, call? Lord. Not to legalism, yes. not to divisiveness, yes. but a call to love. Help us Would you point us towards Lord. that? And using your word, using these exhortations, using the conviction the of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And would you draw us into closer community yes, oh with God. you and with each other? Yes, Jesus. We trust you for this and we thank yes, you for the fellowship of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.